Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be a meeting and then make sure you are also here on Saturday. And don't forget to come with someone. Amen. All right, we had a very good meeting. Do we have the pictures there? Had a good meeting in Abuja, a dear Timothy meeting, something that the Lord is leading us to do um, where pastors are concerned. And it was very good. I don't know how clear you can see it, but we had a full house. And uh, we had some people traveling from Jaws, from Minar, Nasarawa. And um, it was very good. And we're grateful to God for those who pray for us as we go and those who partner with us financially as we go. Um, our heart, my heart personally, is to do more for the Lord. I, I don't... Um, I personally don't think I'm doing enough. You know, a lot of people say you're doing a lot for the Lord. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that there's still more to go. I think there's still more work to be done. Amen. And um, this meeting was a blessing. It was such a blessing. The church, church was, was edified. Uh, pastors went back with a new vision. And we're grateful to God for that. So, uh, I personally feel that... There's more we can do for the Lord. How many of you think that we can do more for the Lord? We can do more, right? All right. Yeah, I think we can do more for the Lord. So, um, one of the things I would be studying next year is uh, a miracle and healing crusades. So, I want to I want to get back on the field. Amen. So. Uh, just to get your heart ready, there will be a lot of troubles next year. Amen. I want to get back into the harvest field. I want to help to stir up the, the spirit of revival over the nation. So we're going to start our healing and miracle crusades, um, starting with the rural areas. And um, we want to see the power of God again. We don't just want to talk about history. We want to make history with God. Amen. And one of the things that God is leading our heart is to take our pastors training to the rural areas. So we're going to start the Dear Timothy for pastors in the villages. So there's a whole lot more to do. As we get into the year before us, our reserve is to do more for the Lord. It's to go. You know, the Lord asked us to go. He didn't ask us to sit. Praise the name of the Lord. And even within our community here on the island, there's so much more we can do. Uh, I'm so excited about the outreach we have to teenagers. That's going on strongly. And we're going to do a whole lot more in the city to reach more people as we launch our Vision 500 in January. So I want you to, as you prepare for the year, as you set your goal for the year, one of the things you should put up is that you're going to do more for the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you think you need to, you need to set some goals in that area? Yeah. You need to, you need to decide. That you will do more for the Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, let's pray. Let's get into the word this morning. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Did I hear amen? amen. Alright. We're looking at something this morning as I begin to... And you know how my culture and my custom is. As we begin to get into the end of the year, I try to get you ready for the year that is to come. 
And um, I'll be sharing a few things in the next couple of Sundays to just help you put things in perspective. This morning I want to talk to you on overcoming busyness and becoming productive. Overcoming busyness and becoming productive. Now, I need you to pay very close attention to the message. I need you to pay very close attention to the word because it's going to help you get the best out of your life and make the most out of your life. Two things. The first thing is to get the best out of your life and to make the most out of your life. Sometimes people do not get the best out of their life. That means they do not rise to their maximum potential, to the fullness of everything that God has for them. And some other times, people do not make the most out of their lives. And, and so, but they are busy, but they are alive. You know, there are 68 days left before the end of the year. 68 days left before the end of the year. And if there are 68 days left before the end of the year, it means that we have spent 297 days as of today. Alright. So, if you have spent 297 days of this year already the one question is how did you spend those days and how will you spend the remaining 68 days even if you decide not to do anything life will not stand still for you you know the beautiful thing about life is that it doesn't wait for you. It keep moving. The 297 days you've spent will either be invested or wasted. Invested would mean that you used those days productively. Wasted would mean that it wasn't productively used. Are you here or you're going home? I didn't hear you. Are you here? Alright. So, we must begin to re-evaluate the use of our time. And you must understand that God judges you by what he has given to you. You know, many times we're not conscious of the judgment of God. We are just conscious of the judgment, judgment of God where sin is concerned. You know, for some of us, immediately we're born again. It looks like there's no account anymore. I'm born again. I'll make heaven. I'm a child of God. I'm the righteousness of God. That, that's all. We have actually forgotten that there is an account for our lives, which includes the use of our time. Praise God. And, and when, when the Lord in Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, when he gave them the talent, he, he asked them for accounts. What did you do with the talent I gave to you? It's probably about money. 
And the, the other man said, I buried it. And he says, you are a wicked and slothful servant. You are wicked. Many of us have potentials that are buried. Many of us have talents that are buried. You, you actually do not have another life. You are not, not practicing. Then you will live the main life. You know, some of us feel we are doing rehearsals. No, this is your life. This is your life. And sometimes as Christians, why I teach some of these things once in a while is that as Christians, we sometimes assume that being a child of God automatically qualifies us to be significant or to be successful without doing the right things. And that's wrong. We, our hope sometimes is one day God is just going to, you know, shake everything around and our lives are going to go on the right path. So, you must move from being busy, from a busy person to becoming a productive person. Two things are equal in life. Everybody has access to, this, to these two things. Oxygen and time. Those things God gave to both the rich and the poor. The, 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 the person who is slim and the person who is on the bulky side. The short, the tall. The colored, the brown. Whoever you are. As far as your life, you've got breath. And you've got time. A wealthy man cannot buy more time. Right? Are you still here? Okay. You're very quiet. Are you thinking about your life? You are thinking, that, ah! <laughs> a wealthy man cannot buy more time. You know, what a wealthy man does is that he pays people for their time so he can have more time. Are you following this? So for instance, uh, you will do your own cleaning. You will do your own cooking. You will do your own ironing. But then when, when, the, when a man has money, he, he pays someone to do the cleaning. Right? He pays someone to do the ironing so that the time he was supposed to use for those things, he can use them for something else. It's not to show that he's rich. Actually, it's paying for your own time. So he can have time. So you use your time for what he was supposed to. So, you know, uh, when you're cooking, maybe cooking takes one hour. Those of you who are fast, there are some of you that if you want to eat tomorrow, we have to tell you today. So that you start, <laughs> you start cooking from today. Then by the time we arrive tomorrow, it's ready. So some of you take three hours. Now, when the Lord blesses you with resources, you employ a chef, not to show that you are rich. It's so that those three hours, you can get it back and put it into something. Are you following this? So, employment is actually the, the purchase of your time. That's what it is. To get your time, so the man can have time for other things. Or they employ you as, uh, as a staff in the office, you're handling something so that the boss is not handling this, that, and that together. But, but even at that, even at your workplace, are you productive? Can you call yourself a good staff? If you had the company, would you employ you? You know, many times people assume that 
If I have my own company, I will work hard. Hard work is not a habit that you learn when you own yours. Hard work is a habit you cultivate before you own yours. In fact, owning your own firm, you would work harder. Praise God. Are you here? I don't just want you to be busy. I want you to be productive. Let's read two passages of the scripture. Psalm 90 verse 12. Psalm 90 verse 12. We'll read three passages. Overcoming busyness and becoming productive. Psalm 90 verse 12. It says, So teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. The word number is the Hebrew word mana, M-A-N-H. It means to count, to reckon, to assign, to appoint, to prepare. It's like saying, help us to assign our days to specific tasks so we can apply our heart to wisdom. Even if you live 90 years, there should be 90 productive years. Don't just be someone who is busy. Be someone who is productive. Teach us to number our days. Not just to count them, but to number them. To assign a number to our days. So that we might apply our heart to wisdom. Understanding how to walk your days is wisdom. Praise God. See, as you're seated here this morning, there are huge potentials on your inside that if you would manage your time, you would outstand yourself what God has placed on you. The truth is many people do not assume responsibility for their lives. You know, sometimes people ask me, how do you write books? You know, one day, a younger pastor asked me, he says, I've seen you reading a number of books. How, how do you write books? I said, by typing. By typing. One sentence after another. Giving time to it. That's why you realize that as people become more successful, they do a lot more. Why? Because what got them to that point was the appropriate management of their time. You can never be a manager of a company if you are disorganized. You will never rise to managerial uh, uh, level. You're working, but very disorganized. You're not productive. Nobody will promote you. Nobody promotes a busy worker. They only pro promote what? A productive worker. And let me tell you, every single day, someone above you is watching you to see if they can reward you. Even the scripture says, he that is faithful in little, the Lord will do what? Will commit much. How does it mean to be faithful in little? You're productive in that little. Teach us to number our days that we might apply our heart to wisdom. The, the contemporary English version says this, and I like it. It says, teach us to use wisely all the time that we have. Teach us to use wisely all the time that we have. Teach us to use wisely all the time that you have. 
One of the questions I ask myself every time is, is there more that can be done? Can we become more productive? Can we reach more people? Can we touch more lives? Is there a way I can manage my time more? So that I can be someone of significance that would help humanity. You are not created here just for the sake of your own life. You are here so you can touch the world, so you can change the world, so you can be a blessing to the local church. Be a blessing to the world. Be a blessing to your family. Be a blessing to your boss. First Kings chapter 20. One story that inspires me about focus all the time. In fact, I can, you know, from this passage I can teach many messages. First Kings 20. But it's a very interesting story. Read it. It's funny, but interesting. First Kings 20 verse 39 and 40. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, let's look at this. Verse 39. Very funny story, but I mean, the lessons are tremendous. It says, 1 Kings 20. Are you there? Say amen if you're there. Verse, 20, verse 39. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 39. It says, As the king passed by, he cried to the king and said, Your servant went out in the midst of the battle, and behold, a man turned aside and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man. If for any reason he is missing, then your life shall be for his life. Or else you shall pay a talent of silver. Look at the story. He says, I was in a battle. And a man came to me and says, Hey, guard this man. If this man is missing, your life will be for his life. Or you will pay a talent of silver. Was that instruction very complex? Are you here or you are going home? Was it a complex instruction? Was it difficult? Talk to me church. Was it difficult? It wasn't. It's very simple. What was the instruction? Got this man. If this man runs away, what's going to happen to you? You pay a talent of silver or what? Or you pay with your life? What's difficult there? Nothing. You will just pin. Come on. If I tell you that God, this man, if this man runs away, you pay with your life, you will pin the man down. Do you understand? Come on. Do you think so? Look at what happened. Verse 40. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. And the king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. Listen to what he says. By being busy and not being productive, you have decided your own life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me this morning. Your decision to be busy and not be productive, you have already released judgment on your life, how your life should turn out. They gave this man a very simple instruction. Guard this man. If he runs away, you would pay with your life. Or you would pay a talent of silver. He got busy here and there and the man ran. What was that? He was busy but he was not productive. Because to be productive means that you focus on what is important. And I like the king. No long stories. 
He says, And the king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. Listen carefully to me this morning. The use of your time is how you have decided your life should go. Where your life is right now, it's the way you used your time. It's easy to blame people. It's easy to blame the government. It's easy to blame a lot of people. But it's your use of time. There are books on your shelf you should have read that you shouldn't have read that you should have read that you haven't read. What did you do with the time? You were busy. There are courses you should have finished you haven't finished. There are things you should have written. There are things you should have done. There are prayers that should have been said that have not been said. You know, I usually tell people this. God is not committed to a prayer that is not, is not, is not prayed. God is not committed to answer a prayer that is not said. There are things you should have started. The year has gone to an end already. But you were busy all through the year. The last 297 days, you were so busy. The question is, busy doing what? And you know the funny thing. We get into next year, we repeat the same cycle. I know some people are saying, this year is already wasted. Let me just finish wasting it. I will start January 1st. And then January 1st starts. Excitement. Goes. Bam. This is the year. Forget it. We are hitting this year. (laughs) By March. Back to square one. And that's why people's life remain the same after year after year after year. Only thing that changes in so many people's life is the calendar. Their life don't change. The numbers change. Don't just be busy. Be productive. Are you hearing this? What's the main thing? What's the main thing that you've been given? What's the main thing that you should focus on? What's the main thing that brings strong um, results in your life? Even in your job, don't be a busy staff. Be a productive staff. Get the job done. When you get a walk in the morning, focus on your work and get the job done. Don't be someone who is just working for the money. Be a staff that is dependable. Be a staff that is creative. Bring something to your job. Let the only thing you take to your job not be anointing oil. Bring something. Let your boss be scared of letting you go. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Walk in such a way that if they have to make a choice, they won't think twice. They'll keep you. See, Jacob... Laban said, I know when you came, increase came. And Laban, Laban told him, say, name your wages. He said, no, I'm not staying. You know, some of you cannot go and meet your boss and say, I want to leave. They say, ah, when, sir? They'll call you, sir. They went, sir. He said, I'm just playing. He said, no, 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 we take every word serious in this company. Because they're looking for how to let you go. What do you bring to the job? Are you just another human being in the office? You move every time you're moving. Every, every discussion in the office, you're present. Every discussion, you're there. Lunch break, you mobilize people for further discussions. It doesn't matter, we have not finished it all. So I'm sitting at table 20, join me there. And you continue, you come back. 
Are you productive or you're just busy? Life is going. Life is going. Our children are growing up. Every day of your life, your life is counting. Even if you live to be 1,000, may there be 1,000 productive days. Let me read another story to you. You would like this one. Songs of Solomon chapter 1 verse 6. How many of you have read Songs of Solomon? Some say, is there, is, there, is there a Bible just like that? Where is it? It's after Matthew. <laughs> Songs of Solomon. Put it up on the screen. Verse, chapter 1 verse 6. You can use this one because I know before we find it, it will be close to second service. <laughs> you know, there are some Bible verses you don't read. You read once in a while. Songs of Solomon 1 says, It says, Do not stare at me because I'm swatted. The word swatted there is black or dark. It says, For the sun has burned me. Look at this. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me the caretaker of the vineyards. But I have not taken care of my own vineyard. You know one thing that makes people busy? Is what people will think about them. So, they focus on other things that are not priority to them. And their own priority, they don't get accomplished. You know, in this uh, society, if you tell someone no, they take offense at it. Praise God. You, you realize that? Let's say someone invites you for something. They say, sorry, no, I won't be able to attend. Hey, it's trouble. Hmm? Look at this. What other things are you taking care of and your own vineyard you haven't taken care of? Look at it. Look at it. He says, I am black from taking care of other vineyards. Why? Because they will be angry at me and my own vineyard I have not taken care of. We are in places we shouldn't be. We're doing things we shouldn't do. We're more committed to things that are not at the center of our purpose. That are not at the core of our assignment. Don't forget, you will stand before God. I'll repeat it again. You will stand before God, not for the judgment of your sin alone, but your time. Don't you know that God has a plan for you? Don't you know that there is a purpose on your inside? Don't you know that there is an assignment for your life? Do you think all we came here to do? Is to just eat, drink, get married, have children, and die. And that's all. You know, that's why, you know, they tell young people, you, you should try and settle down. Try and get married and settle down. And many truly settle down after marriage. There's nothing to live for again. Are you just busy? Or you're productive. There are songs on your inside. It will take discipline to bring them out. There are books on your inside. There are companies on your inside. I was in school one time and I listened to a message by Bishop Noel Jones. And I, I mean the title of the message is that you're too talented to be poor. And what was he trying to say in that message is that you have so much inside of you that if you let that thing come out, you can be poor. You know, every day, 
I go back home and I cry. I say, dear God, how much more can I study your word? How much, what, can, what else can we do? How much more can we go for the Lord? When you see what people are doing for God and the sacrifices people are making for God, you cannot be content. You know, I was thinking the other day, and I was thinking, I said, oh God, you know, I, I mean, I look at how people lost money through investments, and, you know, sorry for that, that you have to lose your hard earned money to investments. And I'm just thinking, I said, oh God, what about if a man chooses that everything I have would only be invested for the gospel? I'll just put it into the gospel. I was just thinking. Becoming productive. Be conscious of your life. Next year will not be different if you are not different. It will not. See, next year, 2022, it will not make any meaning for you if you don't change. It will be the same thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you here? There is no magic about next year. It's another 365 days. Just as you have had in the last 40 years of your life. Just as you have had in the last 30 something years of your life. Just as you have had in the last 20 something years of your life. It's going to be the same thing. God is going to offer you again a a new pack of time. If you don't change, nothing in your life will change. You must assume responsibility for your life. You must stop wasting time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And this motivation must come from your inside. You don't need anybody to encourage you. You don't need anybody to say, see, you are an adult now. And you see, when you are young, you are a young child. You know, someone said, adulthood is a scam. You know, when you are a young child, and they tell you, Ah, come and eat. You will eat. I don't like you know me. I don't like this one. <laughs> Go and read your book. Prepare for exams. You can't wait to leave the house. You can't wait. <laughs> then you leave the house. And I'm a man on your own. Arrange your room. Bah, big girl. You now want to eat. You realize there's no food. Are you hear what I'm saying? There's no food. Now you are in love. The one text from the person you are in love with destabilizes three weeks of your time. Sorry, I'll not do it again. Full stop. What don't you do again? What, and then, in, in trying to find, to unravel that one line, three weeks is wasted. You can't read, no appetite, no... Three weeks gone. 21 days. Out of three, six... And then you settle again. And then you break up. You know, there are some people like that whose life is, is mountain, valley, mountain, valley, mountain, valley. And they can waste half of the year. They're not to talk of those who are addicted to social media. 2 a.m. As you wake up, you pick your updates. Just spying you people. I greet you people world. I, I will be back. 
you know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and time is going, and God is wondering, when do you get? And you know, some people say, don't be too serious about life. And we have taken that to the extreme that we are just lazy about life. We're just born in time. We're just hoping that something is going to change. Listen, this world became better because people got serious with their life. The air condition blowing us today. The microphone we're using. The cars we're driving. Was because a human being like us. Sat down in the lab. Gave their time to develop these things. We didn't just come here to be consumers. We came here to be producers. The job you are in today. Somebody built that company. Where you are working today. Somebody took their time. Where you want to work tomorrow. Somebody took their time to build it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What are you building? You know, I tell people this, and I tell all my single people this. You see, you see this life that we are in. Eh? All these things we are running after, it will come. You see, marriage, we will marry. We will have the husband. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Children, we will be born. And born them in multiple forms. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Old age, you will be old. All the, you know, when we were younger, we put spirit here to grow beers. How many of you put spirits? Raise your hands. If I'm the only one in this church, I'll close this service. How many of you put spirits? Uh, uh, okay, raise your hand well now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if an older man like that does that, fine. All of you can be there. God will judge you people for not standing with your pastor. Uh, we put spirits. We want beers. Let beers show up. And then we have two, three whiskers. We want the barber. As you sat down, you, the first thing you tell, I don't care what you do with the hair. These beers don't go near there. You know what I mean? It's almost like you're play, playing free kick. Ten meters from the whiskers. Once the, the, the thing. Hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't touch it. Huh? Some that didn't have anything added small charcoal. Hmm? We're looking for how the bears will grow. When bears now started showing up, my brother. And I'm, we now discovered that shaving stick is expensive. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? What I'm trying to tell you is that these things you are killing yourself for that's making you not to be productive, it will come. You're single now, you don't have time to read. When your children come, you now realize that even the time you don't have, when you are reading, you'll tear your book. Your, your priority has changed. Are you following what I'm saying? Let me give you an example. <laughs> the next phase of your life you are thinking will make you happy. There's no happiness there. It's in the journey of you becoming somebody better that makes you happy. What makes a man happy in life is to see that he's changing. He's becoming better. Are you following this? You're earning today. Tomorrow, you start earning for your family. And I, and I want to, next day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be big. We're going to be having some men conversation. I, I posted something for those of you who follow me. You know, today we talk about single parents. We almost make women feel like, oh, because they're single parents, they were irresponsible. This, 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 this. You know, the, the truth of the matter is that, yeah, we were not talking to men. 
No woman gets pregnant, whether by mistake or intentional, no woman gets pregnant alone. We need to rise up and tell men that, listen, if you give birth to a child, whether you meant it, whether you did not mean it, God has ordained that when sex happens, this is what happens, you take responsibility. You don't care what that woman's attitude is. For the sake of that child, you man up and take responsibility. We can't raise a society where women are training children, women are sending children to school, and then all our marriage conferences is about women. A man has to take responsibility. And we need to train men to be responsible. From the pulpit. We need to take men, we need to train men to own up to their marriages, own up to their financial responsibilities, and we need to stop having men live like children who don't assume responsibility. That's what the scripture teaches. And how do you assume responsibility? By start being productive with your time. You can't be a man who is a gossiper. They said, we said, we said, she now said, they said, they said, where do you have that time? You go to work, you are, you have, you are being employed because you are an indigent, not because you are contributing. That's why you can't leave. Go outside, whether you find a job. Your work is to start by 11. By two, you are there. Somebody is always dying. You are always late. You see, when you are late to your place of work, it tells a lot about who you are. Not, not, it tells a lot about yourself as a person. As a staff. You know, many times I go preach in places and they are surprised at my approach to time. I've gone to churches where I'm supposed to preach. Churches where I'm supposed to preach. And I get there before everybody. In fact, one of the churches I went to preach, I went, it was in my presence, they brought key. Yeah. I can't, I can't sit comfortably when I know that an event that's supposed to start by nine has already started and I'm not there. I can't. Even if I'm the one preaching. Busyness will make you not to see the value of time. Time will have no value. Are you hearing this? I want you to become better. I'm preaching this message out of love. You know, right? I want you next year to become more productive. So that as men, we can assume more responsibility for changing our society. Assume more responsibility for our children. Assume more responsibility for taking care of whatever is within our sphere of, 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 of influence. We can't raise men who are not responsible in the church. We can't raise lazy men. You sit at home. There's no job. It's your wife going to look for work. It's your wife going to... You know, most times you see the men, they are waiting for one good job. And why they are waiting for one good job? Is the woman selling uh, bean cake? Is the woman selling her clothes? Is the woman doing all of this? And you are praying. What, 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 what kind of prayer? Who, who will answer that prayer? You take that responsibility. You do the dirty work. You do the do what you have to do. You can only be a man when you assume responsibility. And that's why we need to teach productivity very early in life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why I don't teach on marriage. But I will start teaching next year. Because when I teach on marriage, I teach the men 
God holds you responsible for your marriage. That's why when Eve sinned, Adam was driven. He drove both of them. You assume, and if you're a man growing up, you must, that's why you must prioritize your productivity before relationship. This looking for women all up and down, you are looking for your missing rip, you are looking for, you too, you are missing. You're missing in action. Was Adam in the garden looking for missing rip up and down? No, he was focused on what God gave to him. He was productive with the garden. It was God that said, it's not good for Adam to be alone. You can't make relationship your purpose in life. And we have young people, you, have, you, you don't know where you're going, you, don't, you, have, you have already strings of four relationships. SS1, you are not compatible. You don't even understand what chemistry is, yet you are not compatible with another human being. Just 100 level, you are in relationship, 200, four years in school, four guys. NYC, another person. Because we're teaching people to live by feelings. We're teaching people to live by feelings. Love is not felt. It's a conscious decision. It's a responsibility of sacrifice. Are you hearing what I'm telling you this morning? Don't give birth to children you can't take care of. It's called productivity. Don't be busy with sex. Be productive with it. Let it be aimed at something. These are the number of children I can assume responsibility for. If you need to go and cut something off, cut it off. (laughs) And focus. Because once people become your children, you, you, listen, it doesn't matter the welfare of the church system, it doesn't matter your rich uncle, it doesn't matter what the government wants to do, your children are your primary responsibility. They are yours. That's the first place to start thinking. When you are thinking of marriage, that's the first thing to think of. That woman becomes your responsibility. That, the children from that marriage becomes your responsibility. So you're not just thinking business in life. You're not just thinking of getting an additional person to yourself. You're not just thinking of having children. No, you are thinking of productivity. That means your assignment determines the choices of your children. Are you following this now? Is this good? Get productive. If not, we will repeat years again. Your 2022 will look like 1997. It's just days. There's nothing going to... See, there's nothing magical about next year. It's just days. If you don't change, the year doesn't change. If you don't, if you don't transform, the year will not transform. What makes the year better is if you become more productive with your time. Are you following this now? She says, I've not taken care of my own vineyard. I've not assumed responsibility for my assignment. Let me show you some things. Busy people tend to be great at looking busy, whereas productive people are simply getting it done. To get the thing done. You are to guard a man with your life. You guard that man. Don't be busy here and there. If we are not sucked into many things in life, we can become great. Are you hearing this? Some of you were raised by mothers who worked hard. They were not educated. Am I right? Yeah, some of our mothers were not educated. But you see what happened? They worked hard, 
and they channeled their focus. They sold things in the market. They, you know those market women? If you were raised by a market woman, some of those market women are the most hardworking and the most focused women you will ever meet. You know, sometimes we, we don't call those women for motivational seminars because they can't speak English. You see a woman goes to the market. Early in the morning, she would rise. She would go to the market. She would sell till evening. She would bring back home, food, home, manage that money, cook for the children, send the children to school. What example do you need more in life? Is it because her name is not Brain Tracy? Now, here you are, educated, speaking quiz English. You have makeup, very disorganized. Hmm? You walk, you can't tell what you did with your money. You went to school, though. The person who sent you to school cannot read. But she was able to gather her change and send you to school. You now have gone to school with scientific calculator. You can't tell what you were paid last month. You are speaking English, following celebrities. You are, you are on Instagram. You are everywhere. Basic accounting. This is how much I got. This is what I use. As you are now, you can't train somebody else. With your level of education. Five o'clock, the woman goes to the market. Five o'clock, you are dreaming that that's when Asen has called. That means you are not even prepared to wake up. You are, you are, they just called. Stretching, 7.30, you are still stretching. Meanwhile, the person who raised you as of 7.30 has made sales. If we don't learn from observation, we'll never be great students. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This thing about life, if you're not careful about it, it will seem as if you are not serving God. It will seem as if God is wicked. It will seem as if God loves some people more than some other. You will start doing things to get God to make miracles in your life. What you should just get by productivity. Those women were not busy. They were productive. How do we know? They got things done. Are you still here? I want to challenge the men in our church. The young men coming up. Have a vision for your life. I can tell you my own story. When I was 14, I crafted a vision for my life. I got married very early. I got married at 24. That's when I got married, at 24. As of, 20, as of when I was 20, I had a clear path. I had a clear direction where my life was headed. One of the reasons I never celebrated my birthdays, I think it's just in the last few years. One of the reasons I told myself that, listen, when I live an impactful life, people will decide to celebrate my birthday. It was one of the reasons I never, all my days in school, I've never celebrated my birthdays. I'm not saying it's wrong. You should have, uh, you, should, you should be conscious that you are on a mission. Be conscious that you are on a mission. You are productive. 
And you know, sometimes people look at me and say, Oh, Pastor God married early. I want to get married early. You now do that. No goal, no vision. No, I mean, two years after you're married, now ask yourself, Who put me here? So this thing is not about age. It's about, first of all, have you found yourself? Do you know who you are? Do you know where you're going? That now determines the choice of who can go with you. Becoming productive. Being productive means getting things done. Whereas being busy just means that you are occupied with something without necessarily finishing any task. You go to the office, you would start a work, you would still carry the work over till Friday. By Monday, it's still not done. Everything is an emergency to you. Paul J. Mayer, a Christian businessman, says, Productivity is never an accident. It is always the result of a commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. Let's note those three words. Productivity is not an accident. It is always the result of a commitment to excellence. You're committed to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused efforts. Intelligent planning and focused efforts. Productivity. If there are people that should be examples of productivity in this world, they should be Christians. You know, Jesus knew he had three and a half years and he was productive with those times. Look at what Jesus did in three and a half years. I'll read again. Productivity is never an accident, Paul J. Mayer. It is always the result of a commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused efforts. You don't have... You don't have many people supporting you in this life. And yet, you are not productive. You don't have a lot of support. It should be the more reason you are focused. It should be the more reason you streamline your life. Are you following this? We're entering another year. Hmm? How do we make the most of it? This, this year, in preparation for next year, I'm not going to wait till every Sunday. I'm going to have a meeting every day, broadcasting every day, evening, so you can tune in online. About 10 days, how to get ready for next year, preparing for a great You see, you can make something out of your life. This is not just about money. It's about living a life that you are satisfied that my life is making a meaning. I'm contributing something. Reasons people get busy are not productive. Number one, no specific goal for the day. There's no goal for the day. Hmm? So they just get up. Whatever happens in that day, they just tag along. I always encourage those in my service team and those close to me, what do you want to achieve this week? What's your goal? A, 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 a wealthy man was asked, what's the secret of your success? He said, it's the fact that I have a to-do list. When you get up, what are you going to do tomorrow? Sometimes it is about having too many priorities. Your to-do list, you have 30 things. Why don't you focus on three things you would achieve on Monday and get it done? 
Number two, multitasking all the time. It's difficult to get anything done when you're trying to do everything at once. You know, I read some reports about that. Uh, a man by Carl Newport, when he wrote the book, um, the work, Deep Work, talked about that. And also when you listen to, um, what's this lady now? Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, a Christian neuroscientist, brain, brain, brain person, brilliant lady. You know, she, she talks about it, about deep concept, concentrated, <laughs> productive work. So this is what happens. I start reading this Bible, and then I'm pulled in this direction. So my brain switches, right? And then I'm pulled in this direction. My brain switches. So my brain is not able to concentrate to produce value. And you see, you can find this in women a lot. Women multitask a lot. Right? So a woman can be breastfeeding a baby. She's using her leg to cook soup. She's using her head to hand clothes. You can, you can find all of that. Right? You can find Yeah, you just know that the soup doesn't have salt. The child, you know, the breast milk is getting into the child's nose. The clothes is hanging. The hanger is almost falling. You realize that she has done three things, but she's, done, she's not done anyone perfectly. So the, the concept is this. If you want to do one thing, get into that one thing and get it done. Now, this is what happens. The hour you will spend trying to do the three things together, and it's a mediocre work, at the end of the day, you might have to now repeat each of those works, what? Again, individually. So the concept of becoming productive is the concept of picking a task and putting your genius mind into it and unleashing your creative power over it. That's why the higher you go in your firm, the more they streamline the things you do. So for instance, a general manager would probably not be going to, to site, right? Even if the person leaves, so you just put over a few things and then for a big company, for instance, you can have general manager production, right? General manager, maybe HRO, general manager stuff. What are they doing? They're streamlining what they oversee. Number three, destruction of the internet and cell phones. Destructions of the internet and cell phones. Destruction do not do us any good at all. If there's one thing that's a huge blessing to us today, and one thing that is a huge distraction to today, is the cell phone. How many of us agree? Phones are a big deal to us. It's a big distraction. It's a very big distraction. You know, sometimes all you should know that cell phone is a distraction is walk into a company of people. Let's just say you go and visit someone, okay? You just go visit someone. Try it out. Just go visit someone. Ah, welcome. How are you? Ah, we thank God. Ah, the children. They give you food. Immediately after that, everybody picks their phone. Everybody is in a different world. That's why in some homes, they have the phone basket. As you are coming in, you drop your, your phone there. And you know, some people now don't know how to even function without the phone. That means, if the phone is not there, they are just bored. Hmm? <laughs> you know, every one of us, right, including me preaching, one of the biggest things we have to do going into next year, like I said, I said, including me preaching, is managing our phone time. Every one of us. There's a level 
that we need to know that this thing, we bought it with our money. It didn't buy us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know you can be on status and you're taking hours, hours, hours. Especially those people who, who have been called to the ministry of updating. You know, status, dot, 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 dot. On those people alone, it's one hour minimum if you want to enjoy premium content. By the time you are done with that, you now enter another hour. And you know, it, 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 I'm not saying it's bad. Alright? You can schedule your time. Status moments. One hour, 30 minutes. And just know that, okay, this is status time. And then you go over it. I mean, it's fine. Because the, the, the idea, and you, just gotta, you, you need to follow this, right? And I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not teaching Bible per se, but I'm teaching what I know. I'll give you a challenge. Go online, study. There is, there is a new department are now being created in universities to cure people of phone addictions. Go and study. It's, it's phone addiction. It's being categorized right now within the uh, neural world and the psychological world as drugs addiction. It's the same level. Because the same feeling one gets when they take drugs is the same feeling you get when there are likes on your page and everything. It's the same dopamine drop that goes in. That same feeling of excitement. So, when you wake up in the morning, you're looking forward to it. When you go to bed, you're looking forward to it. So, right now, um, people are literally being trained to cure people of technology addictions. Go study it. Go online and study it. Step. It also makes us to have a short attention span. We're so used to reading short stuff on Facebook. You know that if somebody writes a long article, three paragraphs, not up to 500 words, you're yeah, waiting, 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 waiting. And then you can't read anymore. That's the truth because to you it's just, we have woken up. Hello world, we move. You know, you, you, you need short stuff like that. Just get your brain and, and move on. And, and, and it's, it's impacting on the level of our intellectual discourse. And it's very simple. If you write something on social media and you put a contact number there and you put a price there, people will still ask you, how much is this thing? Because they are not reading. You can put a program, put the venue, put the time, Put the preacher, they will still ask you, where is this taking place, sir? I'm interested, sir. Ah, now, see flyer for details. They didn't read that. It just shows that people are not thinking deep enough, listen to this, to be productive. And if you get into that mix, it will affect you in your workplace. What was the last solution you brought to your job? And your boss said, you know what? Thumbs up. Or you're just in the routine of you when you went to work. Hmm? So we deal with it. Internet addiction, cell phones, distractions will not do us any good. Have a time where you can do your internet stuff. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but have a time for that. And you know the funny thing about the internet right now? If you search for one thing, all everywhere you go to, that advert will be following you. You'll just be <laughs> you, you, you called for me. Are you following what I'm saying? So you realize, and, and I'll say this, right? Usually don't teach too much of business stuff, but I'll tell you this, right? Anything that is free, that is being offered to you free, you are the product. 
Do you understand? Why did Etel and all of these companies decide to come and invest in Africa? What was the idea behind the free internet thing, free moting, even if you don't have data? Why did they do that? It's because the youngest population, the youngest population globally is in Africa. Africa has the youngest population. And so it's not an investment because they love Africa. It's an investment to mine money through data. Go and study these things. Read, read some of these things. They are coming to establish Twitter headquarters. They are coming to establish this one. Say it's development. It's not development. You are the product. Who wants to develop you? Who cares about you? Do you think anybody cares about you? In worry, they will say, Who sent you? Nobody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They have seen a market they want to tap into, and they will tap into it coolly. And I'm not it. And that's it. So we as believers need to step up the level of productivity so that we are producing content. We're engaging deeper. We're engaging stronger. Are you hearing? We're not thinking at this low base level of mediocrity. We're thinking excellence. We're putting something strong out there. Ways to become more productive. Number one. Come on, are you blessed by this? Aside of being blessed, are you challenged by it? Don't forget it. <laughs> what did Pastor preach last week? Something about it. Oh, and this message touched my life. It didn't touch you. Any message that touched you, you will not forget it. So make sure that the message touches you. Ways to become more productive. Number one, be more goal-driven than events-driven. What's the big picture? So, don't just get up and whatever happens that day, you understand, drives your day. Be goal-driven. Simple thing, simple way. Sunday like this, just write what you want to do for the week. It might be just five things. On Monday, I'll do this. On Tuesday, just simple. Just leave your, be used to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What are you going to do tomorrow? Try three things. I'll write this. I'll do this. I'll do that. Be goal driven. Don't be event driven. Things can happen in the day that will spoil your day. And that day is wasted. Take charge of your day. That's something I'm, I'm learning more. Take charge. Take charge of it. Don't, because if you don't take charge of your day and the enemy knows your, your weak spot, hmm? ah, trust the, trust the devil. We touch it every time. Once you are just getting, you will just touch it. So do you hold? <laughs> you know, it's like people who get upset easily. They always find something that makes them upset. Hmm? If they don't find anything, they will not read a story that makes them upset. It's a story that didn't happen here. It happened in Lagos. They are so angry. They say, what nonsense. What, that is what we are talking about. Drop the phone. That's what we are talking about. That's what we are talking This country needs to change. And, uh, it's Lagos. And the whole of that day had is ruined. You know, any day you're not productive, you can't recover it. Because what happens is this. Listen very carefully. Whatever makes you not to be productive that day, what you were supposed to produce that day, you carry it to the next day. So the next day is already full. Let's assume you're supposed to wash clothes today. You did not wash your clothes, right? Will you not say, because I didn't wash yesterday, I'll wear dirty clothes? No, you pile up. Then you not pile up to the point where there's nothing to wear. <laughs> have, you, have you been in that kind of situation? You realize, ah, everything is not there too. Jesus. 
you know, that day, you, you, you are mean, you are mean. Even though you have washing machine, you are now up all night because the clothes have to, and God help you, that they don't take like that day. I mean, the clothes have to come out, you have to iron. And that's why sometimes people wear what they don't like. It's not because they don't have what they like. It's because what they like is dirty. And, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so they are event driven. Number two, focus on one thing at a time. Not giving your full attention is a sacrifice made on the quality of your thoughts and your work. Focus on one thing at a time. Learn to be able to tell people, no, please, can you, can you allow me to finish this? I'll get back to you. Okay? I tend to be, I tend to do a lot of multitasking, but as I'm studying this thing, it's something I'm really, really, really working on seriously. I'm going back to read that book by Carl Newport on deep work. The ability to concentrate on a task. Concentrate on a task. See, take this down. It says, not giving your full attention is a sacrifice made on the quality of your thoughts and your work. Quality of your thoughts and your work. Okay? Number three, we're looking at ways to become more productive. Number three, eliminate distraction. Eliminate distraction. What distracts you? That's why you realize that I don't think I think they do it in the banks, right? They don't allow the staff to take their phones to work. Do they still do that? They still do it, right? Okay, I know some banks do it. Imagine you an adult. Hmm? And I say, drop your phone here. Don't bring it to work. You can imagine. And that's why a lot of because I mean at the end you might end up using your salary to pay other people's money. You have to count in one, two, three, four, five. Then your wife just sends a text. Her child is not feeling well. Oh, Jesus. 22, 23. It might be good news, but it can distract you. That's why in some companies, they make sure Facebook is not on. You can't log on to Facebook. You can't log on to YouTube. They block, they block them. But you know, these, are, these are adults. They realize that, listen, you can't, get, you can't mix adulthood and distraction. Nobody is above distraction. You don't say once you are 18, you can manage distraction. No. The company helps you to manage it. We know you are matured. You know, we know you are married. But this website won't open here. Because you realize that the whole day, some people can just spend it on Facebook. And there is enough content to engage you. From one video to another. From one video to another. And they have arranged all the ones you like. All the comedy. Even the one you didn't finish watching. And I say, continue watching. Yeah. And these people are sitting... They are, you know, to them, that is their productivity. They are sitting somewhere. Hmm? When, uh, when WhatsApp went down, the, the last stuff they had, ah, you, 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 you know, some people ah, restarted their phone. There was nothing they didn't do. Change battery. They, because it was like life ceased. <laughs> life ceased. When he came back, you can thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Some people say, I thought it was the rapture. Yeah, but I mean, God, that's, that's to tell you how people, you know, they're just shocked into this thing. Eliminate distraction. Distraction can be people. Distraction can be personal habits. Number four, master your time and your calendar. Simple daily to-do list. Hmm? What are your weekly targets? What are your monthly targets? And be big on execution. Master your time and your calendar. 
You know, I find it very funny. Sometimes you ask people what the time is. Thank God for phones now. In those days, when you ask people what the time is, I say, the research is not working. Ah, what are you using it for? <laughs> you know? So the time is to guide you. It's to guide you. Number five, you get to choose what to do rather than align others dictate your time and priorities. Sometimes people can just dictate your time and priorities. You know, sometimes everything is an emergency to someone. Alright? So you... You, you, you get to choose what to do. So, and this is what I want to do now. You know, rather than align others to dictate your time and priorities. And let me tell you, once you start getting productive, sometimes people will interpret it as pride. Because what people want is that you are available all the time. You are just, you know, flexing through life all the time. Once you start being big on your time, big on schedule, big on productivity, and you're not available, sometimes people interpret that as pride. Then number six... The last one. Follow the 80-20 rule. What is the 80-20 rule? It's been said that 20% of what you do each day produce 80% of your results. Okay? So sometimes it's the 20% of what you do that produce 80% of your results. So what are you going to do with that? Focus on the 20% that brings what? Maximum result. If you check your life now, it's 20% of the people in your life that are actually contributing to your life, not the 80 you have around. Right? That's the truth. It just be a core people who are really, when you look at your life in terms of contribution. So what's your take-home assignment? Write down five things you can do today to be more productive instead of just being busy. So when you go back home today, hmm, after you've eaten, after you've settled down, write five things. What are the five things I can do to become more productive for the remaining 68 days of this year. What can I do to produce time? I, I want to urge you as much as you can. Praise the name of the Lord. Get productive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Take the remaining days and make them count. Have your spiritual routine. When you get up in the morning, focus on your prayers, focus on the word, focus on your confession, your declaration. Get to work. Show up on time. Be committed. Be dedicated staff. Let's build a local church that when people want to employ staff, they'll say, hey, go to that church. The guys from that church, everybody who's worked on me from that church, it's got dedication. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let's be a place that people can count on the men here. They tell their ladies, if you want to marry, go to that church. The guys there are taught to be responsible. And if you have any child, if you're in this church, and you have any child... I don't care what the mother did. Right? They can give you access to that child. Even if they can't give you access to that child, make sure you look after any child you bring to this world. Whether you did it before you were born again, or when you were born again, you made a mistake. However the explanation is, if you have a child, you go home and take responsibility for that. If you have a marriage, you go home and take a responsibility for that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And... Look after your wives. When you got married, you didn't just get married for sex alone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You sit down and look after your wife. There are things your wife must not ask from you. We'll talk about that when we're talking about marriage. The first marriage conference I will have will be men alone. There are things your wife must never ask. That is, she must not ask, she must not. You sit down. 
and plan a schedule and say, by so 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 and so thing, this thing my wife needs to be finished and you replenish. Say, ah, but I don't have. I don't care if you need to take two jobs. Go take two jobs and provide for your family. Enough of all these excuses we are giving to men. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Unadi here? Because you are quiet now. I mean, I mean, you, you, are, you are just quiet now like I'm not saying anything, like I'm not saying anything. I've not started. I'm just giving you intro into our marriage classes next year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You take responsibility. Love is sacrifice. It's not kissing. Let me stop there for today. So if you are not ready, don't love anybody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This issue of getting married to people and home is not settled, this one, that one, this one, that one. I don't want to raise those kind of men. You take responsibility for your wife. If you have to do three jobs to get your home taken care of, you go ahead and do it. That's why you are a man. You are not a man to be going to the gym. Nobody needs your six packs for a successful marriage. You can be as fat as a donut... But take care of your children. You pay the school fees. You look after your wife. You look after your children. You are responsible for your home. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not by the shoe you wear. I don't care if you trek on barefoot. You make sure your children are clothed. You make sure your wife is looked after. If you cannot do that, don't love. Marriage is not compulsory. We know you are not barren. So we will start next year. First marriage conference, men alone. I'm telling you now. So this is introduction. So if you want to continue with us next year, be ready. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We, we need to stop this going on in the church. If you are a godly man, you take godly responsibility. If you have to dig gutters in the morning, stand up, go and buy shovels, sell your phone. Nobody needs to call you. Give them your wife's number if, you, if they have a job for you. Get a shovel. Get hoe. Get wheelbarrow. Go to the streets in the morning. If you don't have any job, roll the wheelbarrow to the market. Look for people to carry. You better come home with 100 naira, 200 naira, 300 naira any day than sitting down and watching television and hoping God is going to change your story. God is not going to change your lazy story. You take responsibility for your life. That's what it means to be a man. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If your haircut is taking too much money, go and scrape the hair down. Use shaving powder. Spend less on yourself and take care of the children and the woman you have gone to take from their father's house. If you're not interested, you live alone. Can we pray? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God will come strong in our hearts. It will transform us and it will deliver us in Jesus' name. Are you blessed? Are you glad I'm back? All right. Make sure you come. Men, let's start from prayer meeting this evening. Don't go to family meeting. Come here. Let's pray. Let's pray about your life first. Alright? So I'll, I'll see you 5 o'clock. We're praying. We're praying for 2 hours, 5 to 7. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.